Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. Welcome to this episode of The Sword and Shield. I am Chief Baber, the 960th Cyberspace Wing Command Chief, and today we are truly honored to have as our guest Chief Master Sergeant Timothy White, the Senior Enlisted Advisor to the Chief of the Air Force Reserve and Command Chief for the Air Force Reserve Command. Good morning, Chief. Good morning, Billy. How are you? Good. How are you today? I am doing great. Thank you for asking. Awesome. So thanks so much for taking time yeah. to sit and chat with us today. I know you have an extremely busy schedule. Um, and like I said, we're just honored to have you here. You have just had the most amazing career um, in the Air Force. You've held multiple, multiple positions within maintenance and as a senior enlisted leader at the Wing, NAF, and now at the MAGCOM level. Since we've known each other, which yeah. has been what about six, several years, six, several now. years now, okay. Um, you've had on a few occasions emphasized the importance of personal and professional growth. Right. What particular events in your life, in your career, can you recall that helped you grow? So first of all, uh, Billy, thank you so much. And it's amazing that you put on this this podcast. I mean, what a way to, uh, to communicate. Speaking of uh, professional growth, I missed an opportunity to do something that you're doing here. It, uh, so there's always room for improvement. So I think uh, I need to make sure that I carve out some time and, and, and making sure that I'm connected uh, with the audience like, like you are here. So I, I think um, just over the years, just opportunities, uh, Professor, I was always comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, I never worried about uh, being the smartest guy in the room in any setting. I knew that I was never the smartest guy in the room. And then if you ever find yourself when you're the smartest in the room, then you probably need to go to another room. And so that's always been uh, been my mindset. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in anything, whether it's uh, uh, sports, work, your jobs, your position. Once you get to, to a spot in your career where you're not, where you don't feel challenged or you feel that you've mastered your craft, that's the that's the time for you to try something else. So that's always been my mind my mindset, and I've pretty much always applied that in in any position that uh, that I've that I've ever been in. Awesome, thank you. So you talk about being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. So you come from a very technical background of of maintenance, and being in the cyberspace wing, very technical operators. Right. I'm, I'm having a, a hard time transitioning the technical to the to the strategic. Um, you know, my my uh, super superintendents, myself, into wanting to become command chiefs um, and and more strategic leaders. So, when did you know that you wanted you wanted to get out of the maintenance technical and start leading strategically? Well, you know what it. Uh, so I don't. As a matter of fact, as I looked at it, it was my then commander who really pushed me out. I think we were probably within, uh, I had probably been in the squadron about three years now. And uh, so he called me in his office one day, and we we're still, uh, Colonel Sabinski, just recently retired, still good friends to this day. He called me into, into the office and, and he said, hey, what's, uh, what's next for you? 
and he was looking at, hey, maybe I need to go into another squadron or something. And at the time, command chief wasn't even in my uh, on the horizon for me, and it was it was kind of an uncomfortable situation because I'm looking at it like, hey, I thought we had a good thing going here, and now you're trying to move me someplace else so <laughs> so you can probably get somebody else in, <laughs> and then. Um, you know, one day he said that, uh, hey, that you should you should be uh, a command chief. And, and at the time, I was like, hey, you know, don't say that too loud. Somebody <laughs> might hear you or even worse, take you take you serious. And um, so he was the one that I would say that really started that conversation, never really looked at it as something that I wanted to do because, like, a lot of your – uh, cyber operators. I was good at maintenance, and that's what I knew, and I was comfortable with uh, with doing it. But it's um, it's usually, and even sometimes with your operators, not some of the things that we see in ourselves, but that others see in you that say that hey, you have what it takes to push the ball forward, and will often challenge you. So uh, never really back down from a from a from a challenge. And I think once that challenge uh, was proposed to me, that's when I. I kind of took it uh, a little serious. I don't think we're ever really prepared for these opportunities, but uh, you just got to be prepared to to take on the challenge, and that's that's how it kind of started. So I I completely understand, and and with your cyber op because they do the cyber mission for a reason. For one, there's a passion for it, and they're good at it. And a lot of times, uh, it's a conflict because we believe that we we can't. Uh, still do something we love to take on these, but you can do both. Mm -hmm. You can go, you can step out of your comfort zone, take on a leadership opportunity, and this, the stars, not the end all, uh, be all. You can go and do that, come back, and if you want it to be the cyber functional, you can do some of those things. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to completely uh, give up your passion. We just have to make it as senior leaders. We have to make and create pathways and avenues for people to explore some of those opportunities. And then if they so desire to come back in and do what they really love. Awesome. So, you know, I love I love that story um, because it's a it was a commander and a colonel who kind of pushed you to to your potential. And and I think it's important that those stories are told so our officers know the influence yeah. that they have on us. Because I think sometimes that gets lost, right? They, you know, the enlisted take care of the enlisted and the officers kind of that misconception. Yeah, and he was a major at the time when we okay. had that conversation. See. So even even more important is for our for our younger officers to do that and to and to mentor us. Awesome. So so Chief, you know, when you you came in, one of your lines of efforts were um, deliberate talent management, yeah. and I just had the opportunity to observe the cyber development team board and um, watch how they vectored our folks and um, for future opportunities. So. In your time in that seat, how do you how did you see that progress from day one into right now? Yeah, so uh, you know what it's it's funny because it's almost like when you become the the uh, the MAGCOM command chief or the chief of Air Force Reserve or command chief Air Force Reserve, it's almost like kind of a, a rite of passage, right? Hey, what are your line of efforts? Mm -hmm. So I was I was really hesitant uh, about releasing anything or putting anything out that would take away from our 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 three strategic priorities. Mm -hmm. But um, as I got with, uh, with within my circle of trust and we started thinking, I, I started to think about 
hey, what was what has been my struggle along the along the uh, during this journey? And when I uh, when I took the seat, it was like, hey, you become a, a command chief, and and uh, after your three years, just apply if something else is, is open and so we really didn't have a a plan and um so i i took that on and i think that one of the first things that we did was uh I put in some support with uh with the chiefs group uh we eventually got uh chief jim loper up there to take that on and he has done an amazing job i mean they, they have taken that uh the chiefs group further than i could have ever imagined and um uh, Jimmy and I went through some of the same pain because uh, we we kind of grew up together and he went through the same struggles. Mm-hmm. So what I didn't want to do is that we ask you to to assume these uh, positions and step out of your comfort zone, but then we don't support you along the way or we don't provide avenues or we don't have any directions or we tell you at the end of your assignment, hey, hey good luck and, and try and find something. So uh, that was one of the ones that I, that I think uh, one of the LOEs that um, it was easy for me to, to, uh, to really get behind because uh, I felt that, that, that pain. And I know that there was a lot of people um, before me, even, even some um, during my tenure, that we could have done better when it comes to delivered talent management. So a lot of times I think from the outside looking in, it can appear that uh, – that I that I focus on chief and I focus on the on the senior uh, tier level of the, of the enlisted force, but it's just the opposite. I believe that if we get the right leaders, senior leaders in in this case, uh, if we get them in the right positions and we if we really develop and mentor them um, and, and strategically place them, then it will have a trickle down effect and it's going to impact the units all the way down to the squadron because it's really it's really that uh, uh, the the, the uh, junior airman NCO tier that I'm primarily con- concerned about, and I, I think just with delivery talent management, we got to start left of the bang. By the time you become chief, that is not uh, or command chief. That is not the time that we need to start um, trying to determine hey what's what's best for you in your career. We need to have those conversations long ago. So extremely extremely proud of the efforts that we did and extremely proud of that LOE because I think that's the one area where I think I've seen the most or the quickest growth. Now absolutely you know when I sitting on the cyber DT was actually one of your um, accomplishments um, as the AFRIC command chief and it was really beneficial to to sit on a, a a cyber DT Right. And offer the command chief perspective. Right. You know, and when we talk about where the technical and the strategic kind of meet, I think that's a perfect place for it to meet. And and you talk about focusing on the tech sergeants and the staff sergeants and this DT, they actually vectored tech sergeants, right. which I thought was phenomenal. You know, they actually took the time and went through each tech yeah. sergeant and said, hey, you're here. This is where you need to be. So huge strides when it comes to to talent management in the Air Force Reserve, definitely since I've come in. Yeah. You know, vectoring a tech sergeant wasn't in the stars, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago. Um, So just amazing steps towards that. And and to have the perspective of of the command chief just kind of observing, right, not overstepping the bounds and and answering questions, um, I think was 
hugely beneficial. And I think a lot of DTs, uh, technical DTs, the the would benefit from having that Agreed. strategic on the board. Agree, so. and, and that's that's great because you get the leadership uh, viewpoint, and then you also get the technical yes. point because aspect of it. Because at the same time, what I may be looking for, what you may be looking for as a command chief could be completely different right. than what someone in the functional community is looking for, mm -hmm. or even commanders, right? Exactly. Um, what they're looking for. Yep. So for me, even as a command chief, hey, I'm, all, I'm looking for who's gonna be the best person uh, for the wing, who's gonna be a wing asset, and uh, the typical squadron commander is probably looking at who's gonna be the best person for his or her squadron. So I think by combining those boards, by having the leadership track and also the functional, all in the same room, you get that that cross perspective, and I think that that, that gives us a better product in the end. Absolutely, and a, and a lot of education. I learned a lot. Oh yeah, sitting on a a, a DT and in, in, in the cyber. I always do. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So so chief, so you've had like I mentioned before, you've just had an amazing career, and you know now that you can kind of sit back and look at all the wonderfulness that came out of your career, is there anything that you think you would have done differently? Uh, anything that I could have done uh, differently in in my career, um, for one, I know I could always have done better. And um, you know, hindsight is 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 twenty twenty, so I'm not sure if there's anything that I would have done um, differently. But uh, it, sometimes you just you just learn from your mistakes, and I've learned uh, plenty of them. But uh, what I've also learned is it's, uh, it's all about perspectives, right? And um, I mean, we can beat ourselves up because um, things didn't go as, uh, as planned and things rarely go as planned, but then, uh, you know, what do you, what do, you do with it, it, about it? It was funny, so when we talk about perspectives, I, uh, I got in here uh, extremely late, you know, this morning, um, simply because uh, there was an incident at the airport and it just backed a whole bunch of uh, flights back, and I think they canceled. Uh, it was probably about nine flights, and I'm I'm sitting in this line, and um, and there are customers, and you know, irate. Uh, imagine you can imagine. So, I mean, they're they're walking up to the ticket counter, and man, they are just they are just. I mean, just within that few minutes, um, everybody has a problem. Everybody has an issue. Everybody has a. You name it, and um, and really for the for the for the poor representative at uh, sitting at the counter, it's it's out of her control, right? right? So um, I've I've always kind of looked at as as things um, that happened or occurred in my career, even in places or areas where I could have done better. What's in what's in my control and what's not under my control, and then so how do you how do you actually even um, react to those things that are outside of your control. So for me, uh, my litmus test has always been, hey, did anybody die? And, um, and, and what I mean by that is things don't go according to plan. Uh, we could have done better or mistakes happen, mistakes will happen. But at the end of the day, if nobody got uh, severely hurt, injured, or you name it, then hey, guess what? We can, we can do over. And then we can, we can, we can learn from it. But the most important things are the things that didn't go as uh, according to plan during our tenure, during our seat, while we had the seat. Hey, is that something that you're going to share 
uh, with the next person, with your successor. And, and so hopefully um, they will, 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 will take a look at some of the areas where you didn't do as well and, and take some lessons learned and continue to push the ball forward. So those are, I, I think in, in short, Billy is, um, has always, again, been my mindset. Uh, really not, not focused on the thing, because we can always do better. And if anybody ever tells you that they completely you knocked it out of the park or they killed it, either one, they're, 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 they're lying, or two, um, really don't have an accurate assessment of how they performed in the, in the seat. So you just you just learn from it, share what you learned, and then uh, and then uh, you know hopefully um, some of the things that you didn't do as well, somebody else uh, will come behind you and, and do better, and, and that's the way that you always have to look at it. So that's awesome, and and you talk about perspective, and that's huge, yeah. right? Because you know I, the first time I've heard you I heard you say, "Did anybody die?" I was like, that was life changing. You know, especially as a as a young chief moving up through the through the group superintendent and through the command chief, you, yeah. you tend to take things very seriously, right? Because you don't right. want to mess up. You, right. You're you're taking care of folks. You don't want to mess up, and so you're just stressed consistently. And then that was a perspective that you had offered me that it it helps me to this day. And if you ask anybody in the wing, I say it quite a bit, right? Yeah. It's not a you know it's not a big deal. Did anybody die? Like we will recover from it. Right. So. Um, so lastly, um, what advice would you give your successor? Yeah, you know, uh, so the, the advice that I would give my successor is to, uh, is to be you, right? So, I mean, I can't be uh, Erica Kelly. I can't be uh, Chief Kirksky. Um, so I wouldn't expect anyone to, to be um, Tim White because what resonates for some people and uh, may not resonate with others, right? So you just got to be you. You just got to be genuine and um, enjoy the moment. You know, even even uh, even this morning when we talk about perspectives, when I got here, literally probably about ah, it was almost almost three o'clock. Mm-hmm. I think when I when I went to bed last night and I was like, when you said, hey, if we need to push it back, I was like, hey, Billy, I'm gonna I'm gonna get there. Don't worry about it. We'll stay on on track. I was running a little late. But um, even a day like yesterday, or if you look at all the things that we went through within the past three years from, or since the time that I've been in the seat, started with financial issues, budgets, it, I mean, COVID kicked off, uh, civil unrest, Afghanistan, now the, 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 the war in, U, in Ukraine, um, you name it, I mean, it has, it has been, been tough. But despite those days, every single day, there wasn't a single day that I that I put on this uniform and I said, I have to, or I went into work and said, I have to. Every day for me has been as I get to, as I get to put on this uniform, I get to go to work, I get to uh, work with some amazing people because very few people have the opportunity to serve in the capacities that we serve or do what we do or wear the uniform. So it's a, so it's a blessing. Again, it's all about perspective. So if you look at it like that, and if that's your outlook on life, I think that that will help you navigate through some of the challenges because my challenges were different than than my uh, predecessors and my successors' challenges are gonna be different uh, than mine. But then uh, you just gotta you just gotta be you. And that, that would be the, the success or the advice that I would give to my successor. Awesome. So Chief White, again, 
thank you for for coming and chatting with us today and offering your perspective and you know you ended it with just be you yeah and and i think that is i think that is very very important to be genuine um so your airmen can relate and and sir i think you've nailed it so um thank you for absolutely everything that you do in your position i know it's not easy um i know it's hard to get up at three or go to bed at three in the morning and get here on time and i do appreciate that um, but there's just so much in, in your seat, and there's so much of you that you give to our airmen and to our force. And for that, I thank you. Well, I thank you too, Billy. And, uh, you know, you and I, we go back when we talk about when we first met. And, uh, and it was what? Chief Orientation Course. Yes, and, and then I had the opportunity to be a, a mentor in, for the Command Chief Orientation Course. Yes, so we've, since, since day one, since then, I mean, I've, I've followed you and I've watched you grow. And to uh, to go from the from the Rio debt take on ARPC and then to come here to the wing, um, the, the men and women here are lucky to have you because I mean you're you're definitely um, someone special. You have been a all, all those things and if you think about it, all those things that I kind of mentioned, hey, you were right there at the table with me, all right, Help, helping me, helping us, helping this command get through some of those things. And nobody does this alone. It, it takes a team. It takes a wingman, and, and you have been a wingman for me, so I thank you for that. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate that. All right, Billy.